0: Welcome, friends, once again to the Pendulum Land Podcast. Our podcast is designed for people who are interested in the right-of-way industry, in eminent domain, the Uniform Relocation Act, or anyone who just enjoys a spirited discussion of pop culture. Today's podcast is sponsored by Pendulum Land Services, a full-service right-of-way acquisition firm managed by industry experts who are dedicated to the integrity of the right-of-way process. Visit them at PendulumLand.com. And with us today... Is our regular crew, Kristen Bennett from the great state of Texas. What's cracking, Kristen?
1: What's cracking, Dave?
0: Carrie Lynn Hirsch from Pendulum Land Services. What's cracking, Carrie Lynn?
2: What's cracking, Dave?
0: Ross Green, eminent domain extraordinaire attorney from Virginia. What's cracking, Ross? I refuse to say what's cracking, Dave. And I'm Dave Arnold, your host and authority on the best music, movies, and everything else which occurred between the years 1975 and 1995. So let's get to it. Today's episode is called Crazy Right of Way Encounters.
1: Is there such a thing?
0: No. Everything's <laughs> just normal and by the book, and it's never interesting. Ever.
1: Ever. So do you have any stories of crazy right of way encounters?
0: No, but there's been something that's been bothering me.
1: Oh, what's bothering you?
0: Well, you guys regularly make fun of me on this on this podcast, and you make fun of my love for Billy Squire. Spells his name wrong. <laughs> Not
2: a good singer. Go right. on. Just for the record, I do not make fun of you.
0: Thank you, Carrie Lynn, but Ross and Kristen do. We
1: do.
2: Proud, yes. proud of it. And Mercilessly. you
0: denigrate Fire. my talents all the time. And I just want you to know, Kristen, you may have two degrees in music, but you're not the only singer on this podcast. Hold on, hold on.
1: Hold on. You can sing?
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Are you any good?
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Like, how good are you?
0: Well, let's just say I've been called the songbird of my generation. That good.
1: Oh, boy. Would you like to provide a
0: a sampling of your... No, you put me down. Of course I don't want to provide it.
1: you got to prove it. Let's hear it. Come on. Give us a little of your vocal style. All right.
0: Okay. If this brings you guys to tears...
1: I'm, I'm fine. Go ahead.
0: You got me running, baby. You give me something way beyond revenue. Oh, my. You put the magic in me. I feel the magic when we... Do what we do. And oh I can't think about you for too long. You're my situation. Is, that good.
1: Is this um is that a song you wrote or
0: No, Kristen? That's a famous hit by Billy Squire. And I was putting it out there to try to entice him to come onto the show because because the, here's what happened. Did you see the movie Rockstar?
1: No. Wait, is that what Jennifer Aniston? And yes, yes, and Mark Wahlberg. Yes, I did Walmart. see that. I did okay. see that. Okay. okay,
0: so you know the premises of the movie Rockstar, where he goes to this heavy metal concert all the time, Marky Mark does, and he sings along with the band, and the lead singer of the band quits, and they hear Marky Mark singing in the audience, so they hire him to become the lead singer of this band. That's kind of what's so you, happening right now. It's
1: not just about getting Billy Squirrel on the podcast. It's about you touring with his band are they still i mean alive? i probably could i don't know i've never heard that song that you just sang what um you've never heard that it was new to me today yeah
3: you know that dance like the what was it in what's eating gilbert grape or maybe it was charlie chaplin thing but then it was i think it was. oh in benny what? and june benny and june yeah where he where takes the like yeah. two potatoes and the forks and does a little dance yeah. yeah if you clone that and stick two forks in it you could do that dance
1: maybe what, so what it, what?
3: Huh? It's what a, is a potato. potato.
1: It's a potato. The song is a potato? No. The I don't know. The song
0: is like liquid romance. It's called My Kinda Lover.
1: Is it spelled lover with an A-H or no, an No, E-R? but he's lover.
0: from Massachusetts, so that's the way he like pronounces lobster it. Like lobster that's lover. Thing. My kinda lover. I think my kinda lover. I my kinda okay. lover. Okay. Yeah,
2: thank you.
0: That's Please. really good. Songbird hey, of my generation. I
1: really think I would like the song better if it was My Kinda Lobster. Because that smells delicious. <laughs> my kind of lobster, covered in butter. Yeah, no. Yes. yes okay. Absolutely. Thank you, Ross. Thank you for having my back on that oh, one. One hundred
3: percent.
0: So, okay. Well, I, I tried to explain <laughs> to you, you all the significance of why I was doing this on the podcast by bringing in a movie reference which was a very good one, by the way. I I think what we should do is we should talk about, like, if we, if there was a movie made about us, who would play us?
1: Oh, so, like, are you going to tell us who would play you or we're going to tell you who would play you?
0: Well, I I thought what we'd do is we would go around and, like, okay, we'll talk about you, Kristen, and then I would tell you who I think would play you, and then Ross would and then Carrie Lynn would, and then you could say who you think it should be.
1: I like it. Okay.
0: Are you guys in?
1: I'm in. Ross, uh, who are we going to start with?
0: I don't know. who should we. Start? It was my idea, so I don't have to start. Not it. <laughs> let's start with Carrie Lynn. Yes, yes. let's start yeah. with Carrie Lynn. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so we
1: say who we think she would play first. Some of you I have two options on for this. I've been thinking. I do,
0: too. I've got All at least two options for everybody.
1: Okay, I have two options for Carrie Lynn. One is more about her appearance, and one is more about her demeanor. Okay? And so my two for Carrie Lynn, if you were going to be played in a movie, you were going to be played by either young Sally Field, Or Mary Stuart Masterson, which is funny because you just said Vinny and June. Isn't she in Vinny and June? Yeah, she is. How random is that? So Mary Stuart Masterson, I think, kind of looks more like you. But Sally Field, like listeners, you may not know this. Carrie Lynn is a petite, adorable woman. Uh, There's something about her demeanor that reminds me of you. So Sally Field or Mary Stuart Masterson. And those two don't look anything alike, but they both, I think, could be good at playing Carrie Lynn Hirsch in a movie. That's my answer. Next.
3: I'm Kirsten Dunst.
1: Ooh, good one.
3: Okay, well, I um, I would go with
0: Michelle Pfeiffer.
1: Oh, that's a good one too, isn't it? Yeah, that's a really good
3: one. This is the silliest bit ever for a podcast. I love they have it no so idea much. what we look like.
1: I know, but <laughs> well, now <laughs> they're going to think we're like these hot celebrity actresses or something, or some weird morph of, of people like, together. Pe- <laughs> none of those look anything alike. <laughs> exactly. So okay, Carrie Lynn, who would you choose to play you in a movie?
2: If I see, I would choose. Juliana Margulies. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Mm-hmm. I love her. Yeah, because I love her. Oh, that's I just why. Right. I okay. love her. Yeah. I like it. I like her. I like the way she looks. I like her demeanor. I just, I like Juliana Margulies. Okay.
1: If I ever have anything to do with casting a movie about you, I'll make sure that your input is heard. Okay. Okay. Well, let's, thank, go to, let's go
2: to thank Ross. Thank you all. Yes,
0: let's do Ross. Who wants to go first? Oh, Jesus.
2: Okay. I'll go first. Uh, my first pick would be John Bradley. I don't, I don't know
0: who that, that is. John Bradley. John Bradley.
2: I did not. He, you don't know who he is. He played Sam on Great Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. Well, that's no, why we that's don't know who
3: don't he is. We don't watch fantasy shows. I don't. I'm looking him up. I didn't realize you hate me, Carolyn.
2: I love him. What's his I thought name? he was wonderful. He was just John Bradley. He's this him wonderful.
3: Oh sweet God, she hates me.
2: I do not hate you. He was wonderful. He was so sweet and he was so smart. That's, that's why I'm, go. you know I'm going what? with I'm John Ross, Bradley. Ross is smart and sweet. I'll take that. That's it. my pick. John Bradley.
0: I've got a better one. That's okay, yours. so th- I've got two for Ross. Okay, the first one is kind of an inside joke, but Ross will get it. The first one would be the bass player from the Atlanta Rhythm
3: Section. <laughs> I hate you. I, I hate you so much. That's not even an actor. <laughs>
1: I have no idea what oh that means. Oh, my God. I when feel you like
3: sing, my ears bleed. Jesus. <laughs>
1: it, it, might, it seems like maybe that's an insult because of the way it's that you react. It's bloody
3: awful. He and he knows it. Look it up. Oh, my <laughs> okay. God.
1: All right. Give us the next one, please. That's okay.
3: You just called me Bubbles from Trailer Park Boys for reference.
1: <laughs> Give him your second okay, one. Now,
3: the, here's the real one. That
0: was an inside joke. The real yeah. one is Tom Arnold.
1: Tom Arnold? In- yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And yeah, funny because I... I think of this actor, and I'm like, this guy could play Ross, but I know him, like, as a kid, and you're not a kid, but he's a grown-up now, and it is Fred Savage. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's a good oh one. Oh, God. Jesus But Fred Christ. Savage, like... I'm going to drink away my pain tonight. My God.
1: Why? I think Fred Savage is, like, the most adorable thing ever. Why would you not want to be played by Fred Savage?
3: Oh, God. What did Fred Savage ever do other than be just a total loser? Oh!
1: <gasps> He was adorable. He was oh. Kevin most... Arnold. Kevin Arnold! Are you serious?
3: Yeah, and he spends all his time being a beta and not getting with Winnie.
1: He ended up with Winnie. Spoiler <sighs> he does alert. end up with her, but he, he spends end the end whole freaking
3: series just being a loser.
1: No, he's a kid. He's a kid in the sixties. It's tough, man. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Ross is not particularly pleased with our choices. Who are you gonna have play you? I mean,
3: they're not unfair. <laughs> <laughs> Especially
0: the bass player from Atlanta okay, Rhythm. I'll go
3: so to not do not pass, go. That's not an actor.
1: <laughs> so, who are you picking?
3: You could look at this guy named Big Heath on TikTok. Like,
1: what? TikTok?
3: TikTok? What if he could pick the drummer from the Atlanta Rhythm Section? It's the section? bass player. Okay. Whatever.
1: I'm looking up Big Heath.
3: Oh, wait, I know who this is. He showed.
1: <laughs> this guy?
0: Yes. Oh, oh my, my gosh.
2: gosh.
1: And you're offended by Fred Savage? What is wrong with
2: you? Yeah. What's Rock- wrong with
1: John Bradley?
3: Yeah, just no. Jesus Christ. You picked Sam from Game of Thrones. Do you see this guy? What? Oh, I love Sam. God.
0: <laughs> well, now we're going to do Kristen. Oh, boy. Who wants to go first? I'll go. I'm yeah, okay. Go. okay. Yeah. I, I
2: I couldn't decide. I have two, depending okay. upon which way you want to go. So I, it would be uh, Kristen Wig.
3: <gasps> yes that's a that is I such love an Kristen honor
1: Wick. that's that is an honor
3: yeah
2: okay game yes. over y'all I don't, I
1: don't need to hear anything else that makes me so happy
2: or or the other one is wreath
1: withers reese witherspoon i'm gonna buy you a present that's the nicest thing anybody's ever said i love those two okay. that's so nice
3: thank you ross do you want to go on that one julia roberts or julie andrews
1: julie andrews and julie Roberts. like you guys that's the that's the best julie andrews love her
0: well i have a couple um you actually, your doppelganger. Do you know what that means?
1: Doppelganger?
0: Doppelganger. Yes.
1: It's when you use an ink pen and it gets too inky, and so you get one of those things that doppels, that, doppelgangers. Exactly. There. But yeah. but
0: that actually has another meaning, too. And the oh. other meaning is a person who looks just like you.
1: Oh, doppelganger. Yeah. Doppelganger. Okay, so your
0: doppelganger it. would what? be Kirstie Alley. And if she wasn't available, probably Melissa McCarthy. Okay. <laughs> This is I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, okay. I, I I chose those two because Ross took mine, which would have been Julie Roberts.
1: Oh my gosh, that's the nicest. Because here here's the deal. I'm a l i am ai love I love Julie Roberts and Carrie Lynn in a previous episode talked about a Julie Roberts movie that I haven't seen or heard of. And it blew my mind because I, I love her. Y'all are really nice. You know who I would pick to play me? And it's only because a few years before I got into right I used to teach high school kids voice lessons. And it was when Gilmore Girls was really popular. And all of my kids thought I looked like the mom on Gilmore Girls. And I never watched Gilmore Girls, but it's Lauren Graham. She was also in Parenthood. And my kids always, all my students always would be like, you look like the mom on Gilmore Girls. And I'd be like, shut up, you stupid kids. I'm like four years older than you.
0: She also uh, played in that crazy, nasty movie uh, called The Heartbreak Kid with Ben Stiller. Wasn't she the love interest in that movie? Like he was married to somebody else on his honeymoon and tried to hook up with her on his honeymoon?
1: I think maybe so. She's also in like um, Evan Almighty. So, okay, Dave. Who wants to go first on Dave? I'll go. I have two for you. These are super random.
0: And it better not be Billy Bob Thornton.
1: Oh, okay. I have one for you. (laughs) I have two for you. One, this is so random. John Hurd. Do you know who that is? The dad on Home Alone. (laughs)
0: You know what? I, I'm going back with the Christie at Kirstie Alley. Take it. No. Okay. The dad. Yes, I know who okay, that is. Okay, but not
1: like in anything else, just in Home Alone. Like when he's the dad in Home Alone, that version of John Hurd can play you. I think he died, so rest in peace, John Hurd. Um, and the other one is Daniel Craig. Those are my two. <laughs> yeah. I figured yeah, you might like that one over. better. Yeah. You might like that one better than John Hurd. Yes. So those are my two. Thank you. So I, I
2: had two as well. One is your idol, Will Ferrell.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one.
2: <laughs> but the other one is Gabriel mocked.
1: Who's that?
0: Oh, from a uh, suit.
1: Yes, Harvey.
2: Harvey.
0: Harvey. From Suits.
1: Yes. Oh, I do know who that is. Yeah, that's a good that would, one. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Yes. Yeah.
0: All right, Ross, just get it out. Oh, of Oh boy. Way. Oh boy. All right, John Lovitz. <laughs> Go f- yourself. Go f- yourself. <laughs>
2: I guess we're going to edit that out. <laughs> you
1: know what, Ross? It's interesting. Dave it doesn't- stinks.
3: <laughs>
1: I don't think Dave likes that answer very much.
3: He called me Fred Savage. I, I didn't called call- you Fred <laughs> Savage.
1: I called you Fred Savage.
3: Oh, God. Well, whatever.
1: <laughs> all right. All right. So John Lovitz is not your favorite answer. Who are you uh, picking to play yourself? All
0: right. Well, I have two.
1: Billy Squire cannot be one of them. No,
0: Billy. no, no, no. I, I actually sing better than Billy Squire. So uh, the first mm, one.
2: I'm not sure about that. The
0: the, um, uh, the younger Emilio Estevez. The younger version of me and the younger version of Emilio Estevez bore very close resemblance to the point where my fraternity, some fraternity brothers still call me Emilio. Really? Even though we don't look at all alike now.
1: Are we talking about like young guns, Emilio? Yeah. Did you age in different directions? Who aged better?
0: I th- I think um, it's a tie.
1: <laughs> just differently. They just, just aged differently. differently. Not better or worse, just differently. Okay.
0: And then if I if I had to pick, it would have to be Sam Elliott.
1: Okay. Oh, interesting. Um, all right.
0: Well, Would you guys like to talk about right-of-way, or are we just going to continue with this um, self-indulgent hubris?
1: I think we should probably talk about right-of-way at least a tiny bit. And I'll tell you this. We're supposed to be talking about crazy right-of-way encounters. I got one. Okay. You want to talk about snakes? okay. So we've talked about, I think, ad nauseum about how this is a fun industry to be in because every day is different. You never have the same day twice. You encounter some weird stuff. I had a guy one time who was living in a residence, and he also had a barn with a whole bunch of stuff in it that had to be moved. So we got a moving company out there to come give us a bid, And they couldn't even get in the barn because there was an infestation of copperheads. Now, Texas, we we have some rattlesnakes and some copperheads. Copperheads are bad news bears. They are not cool, dude. And this guy had like, you couldn't even walk to the barn from the house without, they were everywhere. Oh, God. It was nightmare inducing. But here's the cool thing. Remember what we can pay for under relocation? Moving costs?
3: Snakes on a plane.
1: We do talk about snakes on a plane kind of a lot. Um, we can pay actual reasonable and necessary moving costs, so we got it paid as a moving cost to have this company come out and like get rid of the snakes.
0: Get these f-ing copperheads out of this f-ing barn.
1: Sort of, yes, yes, but we did pay that as a as a moving but expense didn't because the
3: snakes have to go to the new location.
1: They were relocated or maybe killed. I don't know what <laughs> happens. Um, I'm not really sure. I just know that we had like some company come out that deals with snake infestations and we paid them to get rid of the snakes so the moving company could get out there and move the stuff. And that was an actual reasonable and necessary moving cost because you can't expect somebody to go move stuff if they have to walk through 20 snakes to get to the barn. That was my snake infestation story and it's the first time I've ever paid for somebody to come get rid of snakes.
2: I have a question.
1: Uh Uh-oh. Okay, so
2: you said you have copperheads and rattlesnakes and copperheads are a problem, but
1: rattlesnakes are not? Here's the great thing about a rattlesnake.
0: There's a great thing about a rattlesnake?
1: Yeah, and that is that you...
0: <laughs>
1: they give you a warning. Let me tell you something about copperheads. I live in Parker County, Texas. And for those of you not familiar, it's just just west of Tarrant County, which is where Fort Worth is. So I'm really close to Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm like 15 minutes from Fort Worth, but I live kind of out in the country. And we do have copperheads. And the problem with copperheads is they are the exact same color as like fall leaves on the ground. And they don't go... What they do is you step on them and they bite you. And then you go to the hospital for like six days and pay like $3,500 for your anti-venom. So yes, copperheads are the worst because they don't go. Okay. Good to Rattlesnake's know. Rattlesnake's also a problem. And I've never seen a rattlesnake in the wild. I've lived in Texas my whole life with the exception of a few years for grad school. I've never seen a rattlesnake in the wild. They are there. I'm sure I've never seen one. I've never walked around and heard, but you know what I did do as a kid? My parents took me one time to what's called the Rattlesnake Roundup in Sweetwater, Texas. And it's where you go, like, buy rattlesnake boots. And nuggets. And nuggets. And you eat rattlesnake. And you watch. There's, like, a rattlesnake queen. And it's, like, a beauty pageant women that are like snake charmers and there's like rattlesnake jewelry. It's the most bizarre thing ever. And my parents were like, we wanted you to experience this, but we're also never going to that again. I
3: always (laughs) wanted some, not just kind of wanted those boots that actually have the snake head on the end of the toe.
1: There's nothing about that statement that
3: surprises me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I'd ever use them for. Getting the
1: ladies, Ross. That's what you use those for. The
3: ladies. The ladies. Clearly since I'm Sam from Game of Thrones, that's not a problem.
1: (laughs) You're gonna I get, love you get, Sam you're also Fred Savage who gets Winnie Cooper come on
3: yeah. Winnie Winnie got hot
1: Winnie's always been hot
3: I mean when she growed up let's back up the state let's just keep this whole statement legal like right <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay okay yeah uh, so Christmas. anyway that's my snake story does anybody else have a snake story wait uh, you all had an encounter recently didn't you
0: we did no, on I, a plane or? and I think I think we have a little bit different version of the encounter but i'll let ross go yeah, because i'm
3: we're on we're viewing a property and i'm walking with the landowner and we're walking through this field and we both walk out of the field and then from behind me i just hear shrieking like high-pitched shriek. was it a little girl I mean, I was, like, unsure what it was. Banshee, little girl, like, scalded cat. I just hear shrieking, and then I see Dave just come streaking past me at maximum speed. And mind you, he's wearing, like, loafers and socks and, you know, slacks or something. (laughs) And I'm just like, what? He's like, snake! I'm like, dude, there's no snake. I just walked where you walked. There was no snake.
1: So, the shrieking little girl sound was coming from Dave,
3: who alleges that there was a snake? it no, wasn't s- just a s- snake
1: Aw, it wasn't awesome it snake. wasn't
0: ass snake, okay, so what ha- what happened was Ross was walking with the landowner, and I was behind them, and the grass was overgrown, and this wasn't anywhere near any residence or anything like that. We were we were a place we shouldn't have been. I mean, we were there legally but dangerous we place, were, yeah,
1: yes,
2: clearly. and so
0: what what happened? <laughs> was, and I learned this after the fact because the landowner is a Boy Scout troop leader and he says afterwards, you never want to be the third man through. The third man is always the one who gets bit. And I'm like, well, that's great because I just about got bit. So we kept, we're coming through this grass and this snake came up out of the grass, like at least three feet, leapt up out <laughs> and he came almost <laughs> face to face with me. And he comes like out of the grass and he comes face to face and then he hightails it the other way. It's uh, like he flew wait through the air. Minute.
2: Care, wait pause, a minute. pause, pause, pause. The snake came up three feet. It was face to face with you. Are you but three, you're feet, three feet six feet tall?
0: What are you, Facebook checking me? Just go with this. All but right. he came up out of the grass and did like a flip in the air. It did head the other way. That was scary to me. Um, them flying what
1: color snakes. was this snake?
0: I don't know. It was big. Was it big? <laughs> <laughs> big
2: isn't a color.
1: Big is not a color. Did it have a rounded head or like a pointy venomous head? It,
0: it happened Was it a to cobra? Fuzz- I, that's what I, that was my story. I said, I'm pretty sure that was a king cobra. And then somebody's like, they don't have those around there where you live. And I said, what are you, a herpetologist? You don't know.
2: Well, maybe somebody had one that's a pet. And it right. got
0: loose. Yes. and almost bit me. And it flies.
1: Hey, this isn't right-of-way related, but I, I got to tell you something about snakes. One time at my house, a snake- fell from the sky onto my arm. Do you know this story? Have I told you guys this?
0: See, they were filming snakes on a plane too. And that, and plane, that plane was plane flying over see? and Samuel L. Jackson was That's tossing it out. That's as good
1: of an explanation as any. I was with my child, Ellie, and we go outside. I went out to go water my hydrangeas and I turned the little spigot on and as I spun the little thing, a snake fell from above me onto my arm, like belly up, and then it flipped off of my arm and like scurried away. I screamed also like a little girl. Like sque- and ellie didn't see the snake and she's like what's up mom and i'm like I- there a snake landed on my arm and she's like at the time she's like eight and she's like that didn't happen and i'm like no it's a snake landed on to my body onto my arm from above and the only explanation is that the snake either a fell from the heavens much like a curse or a biblical plague or it was on the roof of my house because maybe a bird picked it up and then dropped it and then it fell off the roof. And here's the most terrifying option of all is that when I went to go turn the spigot on, the snake was crawling up the side of my house. Those are the only options. (laughs) I don't think so. He was not present at the moment. So maybe Ellie threw it at you.
0: Wait, was this a toy snake?
1: No, it was a real snake. This feels like it was, it was a, rubble, a real snake. snake. And do you know what's really bad is that that was like four years ago. And to this day, when I go out to water my hydrangeas and I turn on the spigot, I look up the side of the house. I look on the roof. I look at the sky. I pray to God that no plagues of falling snakes from heaven hit me that day. And then I turn the water on. Every, I cannot turn the water on in that spigot without doing a full check of everything above me.
0: Any other crazy right-of-way encounters?
1: Oh, I listen, I do relocation. I can go all day with crazy relocation encounters. We've talked about hoarders. We've talked about, I know you guys have heard me talk about hoarders. I've got a strip joint I'm doing right now, like a strip club.
0: Uh-huh. Did you put in an application while you were there? You know can what I, I d- buy it?
1: Yes, Ross, I'm sure it's for sale. Listen, here's the crazy thing. I've never done a strip club before. And so I was with my employee and we're there like taking the inventory pictures and stuff. And I'm like, I really would like Like go stand on the stage by the pole and i'd like you to take a picture like i want to send it to my parents (laughs) because i thought it would be funny right
0: make mama proud
1: make mama proud but i also don't want to be disrespectful like this is someone's business so i didn't want the owner to think that i was being disrespectful about it or making light of what they do for a living but i did i wanted a picture by the pole so i like climbed up onto the stage and like walked over by the pole and i'm like take it take the picture take the picture he takes the picture. It's the most awkward picture I've ever seen in my life or been a part of in my life because I'm standing there super rigid and awkward by this pole. It does not look like I'm at a strip club. It looks like I got lost and I'm having a stroke or something. It's not good. But here's the crazy thing about the strip club. When you relocate a strip club, you get to go in the champagne room. You get to go in the locker room. You get to see the inspirational messages that are written on the mirrors
0: in the uh, locker room. Do you remember any of those messages?
1: Um yeah, there are a lot of, like, dream big girl. It's a lot of stuff like that.
0: <laughs> Fake it till you make it.
1: I didn't see that one, but it was a lot of dream big girl and don't let them underestimate you and things like that.
0: Shake your money maker.
1: Shake your money maker. Y'all want to hear another one? Yes. All right. So I've also had a lady. I think I briefly touched on this when we were talking about something else, but I also had a cat hoarder. What do you think a cat hoarder, how many cats do you think a person would have that's hoarding cats? Ninety Two split the difference maybe ross is right maybe actually infinity this this lady who was a cat hoarder had cats we didn't know how many there were at least 30 or 40 at least and then also there were some cats who were no longer with us that still resided in the home if you know what i mean getting her moved out and like figuring out where her stuff is and she's telling you where stuff is like there's there's like bodies of cats
3: oh oh yes
1: listen this is the glory of being a relocation agent. We get to see all that fun stuff. How
3: much it cost to relocate the cat body?
1: Did you bury it and have a little funeral? No, I don't think we did. I think we just advised her that, hey, you might want to check that bedroom back there. Toontz is, is not
0: doing well. <laughs> is so the hot. cat <laughs> from Saturday Night Live. Toontz is, is the driving no, cat. No yeah. longer
1: with us. No longer with us. That's
0: a great one. You know, we, we, you you talked about strip clubs, and that made me think of Kid Rock oh i i wanted to see what you all thought about like this whole kid rock versus eminem thing
1: Is that's not a thing
3: is that for this outdated halloween costume party that we were talking about having yes yeah maybe what i'm a big fan of both
1: i'm a big fan of half
3: i'm a big fan of
0: marshall mathers slim shady eminem and gosh i love kid rock he is awesome
1: why? You know what troubles me is that we're talking about a strip club, and that makes your brain go to Kid Rock.
0: Because Kid Rock like sings about taking strippers out to breakfast and stuff. That's just what made me think of him. He's a classy guy. He is a classy guy. He's got a song called Low Life where he talks about why he's a low life.
1: I have such an affinity for Eminem. I love Eminem. I've, I passionately love Eminem. I can't stand
3: Kid Rock. Yeah, is this even a debate? What year is this, 1998?
1: Well, that would fall into line with what we know about Dave, which right. is his, his, his knowledge in, of, of pop culture really kind of ends in the last millennium.
3: When was the last time Kid Rock was relevant about what? anything? We have a
0: mutual friend who, like, hung with him. No, you don't. Yes, we did. What? Who?
3: Oh. like Yep. Yep. All right. Yep. Hung with
0: him in his Bentley.
1: Is he a low life?
0: No. No. He was hanging out in his Bentley, and they went toodling around. Well, is, is he
1: actually
2: a lowlife, or is it just a persona? No,
0: he
3: just no, well, he went to Grosse Point blank High School. Is Kid no, he's Rock
2: actually a lowlife? I don't know. I don't care for either one, so I don't know a lot about them.
3: He went to Gross Point High School. No, he's not a Lloyd.
0: He's a really good musician. No. And I've seen him in concert, and if you go to one of his shows, you will agree with me. He's a really good musician. Oh, boy. He puts on a heck of a live show.
1: I believe you. No, he does. Can we do an over-under push?
0: Can we talk about Kid Rock some more?
1: No. Let's do an over yeah, under push. Literally. I mean
0: right. we can talk about M M&M and M all
3: you want, but I think we've yes, exhausted we the subject material right. for Kid Rock. All
1: right. So this has been a fairly light episode. I'd like to talk about I'd like to talk about seafood. We're gonna do an over under push on seafood, okay? You guys know the rules. You're gonna get three topics and you have to say if they are overrated, underrated, or it's just a push and they're appropriately appropriately related rated. All right. So here's our here's our category at seafood and here are the options we've got Oysters on the half shell, soft-shelled crabs, and sushi. I'm the judge and the jury here, so you guys are going to give me your answers, and I will let you know if you're correct or incorrect. Oysters on the half shell, go. A push. Okay, Ross?
3: Underrated.
0: If If they come from a good body of water, and they're fresh, and they're not steamed, underrated.
1: Okay, oysters on the half shell, not steamed. Always from a good, I wouldn't ask you, like, hey, a really bad oyster on the half shell, underrated or overrated? Well,
0: people, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like, okay, we I'm want just, a York River oyster and not necessarily a James River oyster. That's what I'm talking
1: okay. about. Okay, and in that case, fellas, you're correct. Good job. Carolyn, at least you didn't say overrated. Now, next up, thanks, soft shell crabs. Under.
0: Over. Oh Jesus! If it's if I'm preparing them under under under,
1: okay, Ross, incorrect. I'm going to say under too. If they're well prepared, good job, everyone.
0: But here's the thing about soft crabs: is they have to be properly cleaned, and nobody cleans them properly except for me. And if you false. over
3: oh, boy. incredibly, false. and if you
0: over uh, batter them and fry them, you ruin them. That's there's no and that's the way most restaurants cook them, which is why I they said over batter them and fry. They have to be sautéed, and you don't want a bunch of green sloppy crap dribbling down your chin when you're eating. Ew. But otherwise, if <laughs> okay. they're crispy and sautéed with some nice spices, delicious, and, underrated, and
1: cleaned properly. Okay, cleaned I, yes. Properly. All right, number three, sushi, and we're not talking like we're not going to get into like what kind of sushi. Just let's just say somebody goes, "Do you want to go get sushi?" Over.
3: I love sushi, but it's mostly terribly overrated.
0: Dave? I'm going to stick with underrated. I, If it's good sushi, man, you you can't beat it. You Everybody can't. would be eating it
3: if it weren't underrated. All right. No, because most of it's bad. No, but, but on this, we're
1: talking about good versions of this. I'm not saying, what do you think about bad sushi? Is it overrated or underrated?
3: No, good sushi. So somehow this game has evolved to the platonic ideal of this subject is under yes. or overrated.
1: yes, yes. Okay, well, this one was kind of tricky because, in my opinion, all three of those are underrated, if well-prepared, fresh, and delicious.
3: Correct,
0: Kristen.
1: I'm the judge and jury.
0: So before <laughs> before we wrap this up, I understand you had, and again, we're talking about crazy right-of-way encounters. Kristen, you had a relocation maybe about a year ago, you told me, and you had to go visit this guy in some remote place, and he had a dog, and maybe... Dog didn't normally go to the bathroom where dogs are supposed to go.
1: (gasps) Ladies and gentlemen, if you are eating lunch right now, I would highly recommend that you pause this broadcast for a moment.
0: If you're still listening.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I had a, uh, I, I go into a lot of places that are not really well maintained and I see a lot of things that are not great, but I did have one very recently in the last year or so. It was a resident, it was a guy who lived by himself in a one bedroom apartment. And there were a couple of things that were fairly notable about this apartment. Uh, Number one is that when you walked in, there was this weird grayish, brownish kind of dust on everything. And it smelled really bad. And I said, hey, uh, Mr. So-and-so, do you mind if we step outside to talk? Because I thought I might get sick in there. Like, not like get sick, like throw up, but I might like catch something and die. And he said, no, I'd prefer to stay in here. And then he lit up a cigarette. So he's like smoking and there's all this dust everywhere. And it smells just absolutely putrid. So I go into the main room of this. It's kind of like more of an efficiency than a one bedroom. And he's got a twin mattress that he sleeps on, no sheets. And I'm just going to say it, there's dog poop on the mattress where he sleeps. And I don't mean like one, one time incident of dog poop. I mean like several places where it's clearly accumulated there. And I said, well, so where do you stay? And he said, I stay here. And I said, okay, where do you sleep? And he said, I sleep right here. And he pointed to the bed that had dog poop on it. Then as we Traveled a little further into the residence. We got to look at the bathroom. I'm not going to give you any details about that other than to tell you that he said that the plumbing has not been working for about six months. Yeah, I did. I did have an interesting encounter with with that, Dave. Thank you for reminding me. So
3: was the dog poop white?
1: No, it was a little fresher than that.
3: Because you know it's bad when the dookie turned white. Okay, Brennan, do you know what that pull is
0: from? When Brennan had to, he had a belly full of white dog poop.
1: Is that from Step Brothers? Yes.
0: Oh. Congratulations. <laughs> do I win a prize? Yes, you do win a prize. now. Is
1: the prize that we get to
2: stop having a conversation about this right now? That, yes. In
0: fact, that is the prize because that is all the time we have Thank for this podcast. God. If there's anybody still hanging on, God bless you for hanging in there. Thank you for joining us for the Pendulum Land podcast brought to you by Pendulum Land Services, LLC. Full-service right-of-way acquisition company dedicated to the integrity of the right-of-way industry. Visit them at Pendulum Land on Twitter. The broadcast was produced by Right-of-Way Consults, LLC. You can reach out to your resident experts on Twitter at Relo Kristen at Right-of-Way Ross, at Right-of-Way Dave. Watch where you step, kids.
3: It stinks.